Hey, good morning, everyone. Good morning. This is Dr. Foy. Well, actually, on Sunday morning, Pastor Foy as well. Uh, we come to you uh, concerning matters of faith. I, I like that topic because everything we talk about, it's not only uh, connected to the Word of God, but it has a connection to life itself. And sometimes, some of the stuff, everything we find, uh, even though there's multiplicity of stuff in the Bible that speaks about life and help us understand life, but everything is not just found in the Bible. Uh, we also got to be open for the knowledge for what's going on around us in this world. And so today, I want to come with a message that's kind of dear to my heart and the fact that I have some of this experience and uh, it kind of like matches my life as well. We'll talk about that a little bit more as we go along, but I'm so happy to be here today. Our focal verse is going to be from the book of Genesis. Focal verse from the book of Genesis chapter number 50, which is the last chapter of Genesis. So if you can find Genesis chapter 50, and our focal verse is going to be verse number 15 through verse number 21, 15 through 21. We're going to read those uh, verses, and then we're going to have a word of prayer for God to just bless and help us open up the eyes of our understanding so we can hear what the Word of God is speaking to us. And what I love about it, it is close to the experience of my life, and uh, but I've learned some things about it and just, just want to open up and share it with you also. Today I have here with me is my wife, Lady Kenyatta, and she's going to be praying for us opening up today. I'm going to read the scriptures first, verse number 15 through verse 21 in the 50th chapter. She's going to pray and then we're going to come back and rightly divide the word of God. Amen. So we are so happy to have you guys here with us and whosoever have an ear. Let them hear what thus saith the Lord. Amen. All right. He'll go to reading from the 50th chapter of uh, Genesis, verse number 15 through 21. Listen to what it says. And it says, And when Joseph, our brethren, saw that their father was dead, they said, Joseph will peradventure hate us. And will certainly require us all the evil which we did unto him. In verse number 16, it says, And they went, they sent rather a message unto Joseph, saying, Thou father did command before he died, saying, So shall you say unto Joseph, Forgive, I pray thee now, the trespasses of thy brethren in their sin, for they did unto thee evil. And now we pray thee, forgive the trespass of thy servants of the God of thy father. And Joseph wept when he spoke unto them. And his brethren also went and fell down before his face. And they said, Behold, we be thy servant. And Joseph said unto them, Fear not, for I, for am I in the place of God? And verse number 20 says, But as for you, you thought evil against me, but God meant it unto good to bring to pass as it is this day to save many people alive. Would you pray for us? Father, right now in the name of Jesus, oh God, we just come asking for your forgiveness, Lord God. Father, forgive us for any sin that we've done, Lord God, that was displeasing to your yes. sight, God. Lord God, we pray, Father God, 
Let your Holy Spirit abound in this hour, Lord God. Wrap your loving arms around us, oh God. In the name of Jesus, oh God. Season our speech, Lord God. Yes, God. Unto the hearers, Father. And also, Lord God, please don't forget about us. Yes. Father God, right now, in the name of Jesus, we pray that you break up the fallow ground in each and every one of us hearts, God. So that we can hide your word therein and not sin against you, God. Yes. Father God, we also thank you for this day. Yes. We thank you for your grace and mercy, Lord God. We thank you for your son, Jesus Christ, who died for our sins, Lord God. Lord God, and we want to be forever careful to give you the honor, the glory, and the praise. In your darling son, Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Well, this message again, I want to just reiterate that it is a, a blessing to me, partly because I've had some of this experience. And, you know, and I just thank God for how God works, not in our lives, just uh, when everything is going good, but at the worst times in our lives, God is at work. And we thank him for it, and I thank him for it. Now, again, the title of this message that we're going to talk about is a but God kind of faith. I believe that we as believers, we need to cultivate a but God kind of faith. For me, what I mean by but God, it means that there are some things in our life that take place, but had it not been for God, we would have been consumed, perhaps even dead, buried already in the grave. But there are some things in our lives, as a subtopic I got, what you may mean for bad, God meant it for my good. God means it for our good. There are so many things, so many troubles, so many hurts, so many stuff we go through, hardships that we go through that we suffer in the midst of, but we come out of that thing. Why? Because God helps us to navigate through our circumstances and come out to a healthy end. And a lot of times we end up being better than we was before. Sometimes, many times, our pain turns into that what pushes us to our future or even our destiny. Listen to this message of but God kind of faith. And as the subtopic, what you meant for bad, God meant for good. Our focal verses, verse 15 through 21. I'm reading verse 15 right now. Listen to what it says. And when Joseph's brothers saw that their father was dead, they said, Joseph will preventure hate us and will certainly require us of all the evil we did him. Now, in this particular place, so you can understand What's going on here? What Joseph is speaking of, Joseph was a favorite child of the father, Jacob. Was a favorite child. Jacob loved Joseph. Joseph was the first child by Rachel. And Joseph loved Rachel. In fact, the whole message was about that because he fell in love with Rachel and he he worked for Rachel, that uh, the father, for seven years. And instead of giving him Rachel, who he desired and loved, he said it is not right to marry the younger daughter before the older child. And so he tricked Joseph, and Joseph had to work for him for seven years to get Rachel, but he did not get Rachel. He got Leah. And then Joseph had to work another seven years to get Rachel. Now, meanwhile, he had children with his first wife, and, and, and there was ten of them, really, to be honest. But when he got married to Rachel, also, he did not have children with her immediately. In fact, 
they thought she would be barren because for so many years she would not produce fruit. But the day came that she did and got pregnant. And the first child that came forth from Rachel, who Joseph really loved, was uh, 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 Joseph himself. He was the 11th child. And naturally, they had Benjamin, Rachel, had another child, Benjamin, which was the 12th child. And these boys represent the 12 tribes of Israel. Now, we're not going to get off into that, but I wanted you to know that uh, Jacob had a special love for Joseph simply because of the fact that Joseph was the child of his ideal wife. Not that he didn't love the other one, Leah, but is that Rachel captivated his heart from the very beginning. And so he had favor with Joseph. The scripture talks about he gave Joseph a coat of many colors, which kind of like stimulated uh, a jealousy of all the brothers to give him a coat of many colors and, and honor him like that. And yet it was kind of like to dishonor them. It's the way they took it. So there was a lot of hostility between the 10 boys and Joseph. You know, Benjamin came a little later, but they are hating on Joseph. And while they're hating on Joseph, Joseph seemed to, Joseph seemed to have some dreams. And in his dreams, he was explaining to the father, uh, and the, naturally the brothers would be in the midst of it. And even the father thought, Hey, Joseph, uh, what you're trying to say is that we going to one day bow down to you? Well, what was going on, they was in the field wor working, binding up wheat, and they were staying the stacks up. And uh, Joseph said, uh, while they were staying their stacks up, their stacks would bow down to mine. And they assumed that meant that they was going to be servants of Joseph. And, and, and Joseph said, I, I'm not saying all that. I don't know what's going on. But y'all bow down to mine. Even yours and our mother's dad. And the dad said, so what you saying? You, you're going to kind of like uh, be over me too, you know? And... Jacob kind of like pondering kept it, but he also was a little deterred by what Joseph said. They did not understand Joseph and they called him a dreamer. And so the fact that Jacob loved Joseph so much till one day the boys was out working in the fields and the father wanted Joseph to send, bring them some food, something to eat. And when he was so happy to go out there and be a blessing to his brothers, you know, who didn't care about him. But when they seen Joseph coming, they started to plot. Now, they wanted to kill him and go home and tell her father that a wild animal killed him, put some blood on his jacket and everything, and that they did do. But the eldest brother refused to let them kill him. Instead, he said, let's just stick him in this hole that he can't get out for now and, until he could figure out what they wanted to do. Well, what they did, uh, a merchant passed by, and they sold Joseph, to the merchant. And thinking that they can go home, they took that coat of many colors, they put blood all over so that they can say a wild animal got them and killed them. And they thought that would be the end of the story of Joseph. Now, when they got home and told Jacob about what happened to Joseph, it messed him up. But it messed them up even more because they never saw his father being so pitiful as they were. He cried and cried and cried 
because he thought Joseph was dead. And they felt the guilt and the shame, but they never could tell the father the truth. They never told him the truth. And because of that, they all lived in shame over the fact that they lied to their father and said that the brother was dead when in actuality they sold him as a slave. And when the guy that bought him and purchased him uh, got to where he uh, to get, Joseph became a servant in Pontiphas' house. And so here Joseph is in this house serving and doing the best he can and everything he touched, the scriptures say, prosper. So here he's working in this man house and the man is reaping blessings upon blessings. Pontifor is reaping blessing on blessings simply because Joseph is in the house. Well, isn't that something? How sometimes believers can be a blessing to other people just because we in their company. I like that. I believe that our presence ought to always have meaning. And not with that meaning also bring power and favor to the houses of those that we occupy. Well, there was a time that Pontifer left. I don't know where he went, but he served. Uh, Joseph served him fairly and he trusted Joseph and everything. But it seemed that his wife had an eye for Joseph and she tried to get him on numerous occasions to lay down with her. But when this man left town, she asked the servant to go get Joseph and bring Joseph here and hoping that she would have a hallelujah time with this young man. But Joseph was he loved God so much that he refused to sleep with another man's wife or touch or do anything. So he decided that he wasn't going to stay there in that room with her. She grabbed his coat that he had on and, 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 and Joseph just let that coat go and let it slip off him and ran out the house. He actually fleed from fornication from allowing himself to be used by the devil, but he always wanted to honor God. Now, when Pontifus got back, naturally, he had to defend his wife and take her side, although deep down inside, he knew Joseph had never done such a treacherous thing, and uh, but he had to do something just uh, uh, for his own self-honor and respect. And he had Joseph sent to prison. Now, most of us don't even know that Joseph was not only in slavery, but with all of that that went on plus prison, Joseph spent approximately 13 years in prison. Approximately 13 years. Now, in the scripture, it talks about a baker and it talks about a butler. How the baker and the butler for the king, while Joseph was in prison, they was drove in prison because of something they messed up, both of them. And, and, and then the butler told Joseph what happened. And Joseph, because they both had dreams, and he shared it with Joseph. And Joseph told him what the dream meant. It meant that uh, the king is angry with you, but he's going to uh, put you back in your place again. And when, when the cook heard that, the chef, he told his dream to Joseph, posing that he would hear that same message from Joseph. But Joseph let him know and telling him the truth. The king is going to kill you. Well, what Joseph said happened. And now uh, the king, the, but, the butler was replaced back in his position and the chef was killed. And now we're in the place where uh, Joseph now is the father of Joseph. 
is died. And now the brothers bring that news to him. And when Joseph's brothers saw that their father was dead, they said unto Joseph, or uh, themselves, Joseph will preventure hate us and will certainly require us as evil, which we did to him. Now, what they did to him, they, when they had a shortage of food, there was a famine in the land. And the famine was so heavy that Joseph had a dream even while in prison. And he explained that dream to the king. And when the king heard that, the king wondered, who would I put over my providence just to help me understand? Joseph naturally interpreted the dream, let him know that it was the dream just meant that for seven years, they was going to have plenty in the land. Air crop was going to produce. And you need to save it up because after the seven years of plenty, it's going to be seven more years of famine. And the way you need to get by that, uh, you're going to have to put make some storehouse and save some food for the famine time. And the king wondered, who should I put over that? Well, he can only think of one person. Yes. You got it. He thought of Joseph. This guy that interpreted the dream surely is the one that can maintain the solution. So Joseph was put in right next to under the king. There was none higher than the king. In fact, the only time the king was higher than Joseph when he was sitting on his throne, according to the scripture. All right. All right. So Joseph now is prince of Egypt. He come from rags to riches. He was in prison for 13 years, but now he sits on the throne reigning and ruling. You can't tell me what God can't do. For some of us, God will raise us up. Now, here we go starting with his brothers because our focus verse is just telling us there's a but God kind of faith, but what the brothers meant for bad, God used it for good. Listen to the story again. And when Joseph's brothers saw that his father was dead, they said, Joseph will providentially hate us and will certainly require us for the evil which we did unto him. Commentary say, now that Jacob had died, Joseph's brothers feared that he might seek vengeance against them. But according to Genesis 45 and verse number 5, Joseph had already clearly forgiven his brothers and did not blame them for what they had done unto him. He showed this. When he stated, and now do not worry, do not be angry or afraid with yourselves because you sold me. God, he said, sent me here before you. He did that as to keep us alive, talking about Israel, the whole tribe. And he said, in other words, God had planned, and he has always been in control. Joseph understood that what all that that happened into his life, even though his brothers did that, God had a plan that he wanted to do. Listen to what it says. Also, Joseph showed it by what he did in Genesis 47 in verse 11 and 12, which states, Then Joseph gave a place to live to his father and to his brothers. He gave them land in Egypt, which just so happened to be the best part of that country. It was in the region called Ramesses, Ram Ramesses, Ramses, rather. And Joseph provided food for them. He provided enough food for 
every individual that lived in his father's house. But the brothers were still not sure that Joseph had forgiven them. When we sometimes be like Joseph's brothers, we do wrong to people. We may not be sure whether God has forgiven us when we do wrong towards God. But God forgives all those who come to him. He shows his clearly, this clearly by what he says in the Bible. And he also shows it by the help and assistance that he gives to each of us when we are going through. If we forget this, we may ask, has God really forgiven us? We should always trust that God is a God that forgives even when we don't deserve. He is always willing to forgive. Verse number 16 and 17 says, And they sent a messenger unto Joseph, saying, Thy father did command before he died, saying, so shall you say unto Joseph, Forgive, I pray thee now, the trespass of thy brothers in their sin, for they did unto you evil. And now we pray thee, the brothers say, Forgive the trespass of your servants of God, of the Father, of thy Father. And Joseph wept when, he, when they spoke unto him. In other words, commentary here says, in this verse, we really don't know if Joseph actually told, uh, not Jacob, rather, actually told Joseph's brother to request. I believe they was lying, putting a, saying they fathers did that because they was afraid that Joseph would kill them. Well, we really don't know if Jacob, in reality, or notwithstanding, Joseph cried probably. We don't know if he said that for real, but Joseph cried probably because he sensed that his brothers was in desperation and they was afraid that he would retaliate for what they had done unto him. But you already know the story of Joseph. Joseph could not. He was never a treacherous individual. He was never a person that wanted to get back. In fact, he's in such a position, being right under the Pharaoh in Egypt, he's the prince of Egypt, in other words. And so he has no need to be it because Joseph understood some things that they could never catch. Listen to this. Their attitude was like many people today. God wants to forgive us because he is kind. That's who he is. He sent Jesus to die for us because Jesus, uh, because of Jesus, God will forgive us if we humbly confess uh, the evil deeds that we have done. Then if we invite God into our lives, we become part of the family of God. But many people think that they must earn this kind of effort that God gives for free. They were wrong. God forgives us as a free gift. God makes us his family, not just friends. Not just people he loves, but he takes us in as family and resides as father over his family. And you have to know that God loves family. Verse number 18 says, And his brethren also went and fell down before his face, and they say, Behold, we beat thy servants. Commentary. Initially, Joseph's brother sent a message to talk with him, according to verse 16. Now, in this verse, we can clearly see that they also 
came with a message from Jacob talking about what Jacob had told them and how Jacob wanted Joseph to forgive his brothers. Verse number 19, and Joseph said unto them, listen to this guy, fear not, for am I in the place of God? What in the world could Joseph mean with this reply? Well, I'm glad you asked, because I've been wanting to tell you. According to the commentary, and then I'm going to give you some more, the brothers desperately wanted Joseph to forgive them, duh. But Joseph actually never said that he forgave his brothers. That was their problem. Notwithstanding, he had already forgiven them many years before this encounter. Instead, Joseph asked the question, am I in the place of God? Simply put, what Joseph was saying, he declares unto them that God alone is judge and can judge. That is not my position. God is going to judge you guys, whether or not you be wrong or right, whether or not you be righteous or evil. It is not my place. I will not stand in the seat where God sits in alone. And it goes on, although Joseph had a lot of wealth and power at this time, he had not become proud and unkind to his brothers. He knew that God is the judge over everyone. He knew that God is always good and powerful. Our evil deeds cannot stop the plan of God's love and good tidings towards us. See, God absolutely knows how to divide who we are from what we do. No matter how bad a sin we commit, God always loves. When will we get that? No, he don't always love what we do, but he always loves us, all mankind, not just those that accept him. For God is love, and he's a God of love, and he's very gracious and kind. And Joseph caught this and knew this. He, he knew uh, although Joseph had a lot of wealth and power, he never got big-headed. Our evil deeds cannot stop the plan to do good things towards us. God is not going to stop being good towards us because we sin. Why? Many of you have children that went out and embarrassed you in the street and done things that you told them never to do, and yet when you find out, you may punish them for a while, but you never stop loving them. Think about it. What parent whips a child that he doesn't love? A child next door could do the same thing because he has no love like he does for his own. He will not chastise that child. But he chastens his son or daughter because he's so loved. A lot of time God allowed us to go through simply because he's so loved. You're not always in the midst of the storm because or you make a mistake and do something wrong. Sometimes it's because you done evil, and God just wants to chastise you to get you back on the straight and narrow. He wants you to walk upright. Isn't that just like you, parents? Isn't that what you want for your kids? You want them to be productive? You want them to be viable people in the society? Isn't that what you want? Although you know they do some things wrong, don't you still encourage them? Do not you continue to favor them? They are your kids. When do a parent start loving their child? When they get 30, 40, it matters not the age. They never stop loving their child. 
Listen to me. God has never stopped loving you. No matter what you've done. And some of us have done some rank stuff. But it never interferes with the love of God for us. God have a plan to use Joseph and he have, uh, that and his plan succeeded by using Joseph to save the lives of not only his family, but many people. Even the Egyptians got blessed because of Joseph. There are sometimes I'm around people that lives get blessed just because they're in my presence. Oh, it sounds arrogant, don't it? There is time people get blessed because they're in your presence. Sometimes because we have a certain anointing on our lives, we become a blessing. Isn't that the promise God gave to Abraham? I will bless them that bless you and curse them that curse you. If you receive somebody throughout your love, you are acting like God. So God most likely will receive that individual also. He's not going to let any of us outlove him. Come on now. We're trying to keep up with God. God is not trying to keep up with us. For God is love. Let's finish this thing. Verse number 20, guys. Verse number 20 says, Joseph tell his brother, but as for you, you thought evil against me. I remember in the young days how y'all treated me. I remember how y'all stuck me in that hole, took my coat, and I remember how you killed an animal, put some blood on it so that you could bring it home and go tell father that I was dead, even though you sold me to slavery. And you don't know all the pain and all the heartache I went through because of what you did done, spending 13 years in prison. Do you know what prison was like in that day? Huh? They had no toilets in that cell. Uh, so where did he pee? Where did he pull? Huh? He had to dig hole and then cover it back up and live in the place where the funk was. Come on now. It wasn't a, a sanitary place to live in. But yet for 13 years, this man of God stayed humble, stayed prayed up. And God ultimately, from rags to riches, Joseph is in the palace reigning and ruling on the throne. And the only time the king, the true king, reigned was when he went sit on the throne. But outside of that, there was nobody higher and Joseph, through all the stuff he went through, look at the favor God had in him. And even before the father died, they all had learned how to bow down before Joseph. The dream that Joseph dreamed came true. So in this last verse, he said, you meant it for evil against me, but God meant it for good, to bring to pass in this day to save many people. The word thought in this particular script, it means to inform or have in mind, to intentionally or seek the opportunity to reflect and ponder and determine. What Joseph meant by you thought evil of me, the word evil really means, refers to that which is wicked, vile, sinful, immoral, corrupt, or bad. But nevertheless, even though it means all of that, I forgave. I forgave you, brothers. I love you. And you're here because I want to preserve this family because I see that it was already in the will of God. You thought the dream was my arrogance, but it was God's vision to show me how he would save a people, a generation, the Israelites.
So you meant it for evil. The word meant means it was your intention. It was your plan. In fact, it was your objective purpose and aim. You wanted to destroy me. Ah, but God meant it for good. The word good refers to that which is of high quality, nobility, superiority, noteworthy, decent, and adequate. Last verse, God. Last verse, and I'll be through. Verse 21 says, Now, therefore, fear not. I will nourish you in spite of everything you did unto me. Joseph end up telling them, I'm going to nourish you. And your little ones, your kids, and I'm going to nurture them. And he comforted them and spoke kindly to them. The word nurture that he talked about, he said to provide what is needed for a healthy living. To cause to develop and grow strong. I'm going to nurture y'all like that. I'm going to be for you like that. He goes on to comfort. He said, I'm going to also comfort. It simply means to cause you to feel less worried, upset, frightened. It's to give you strength or hope to ease your grief and your trouble. That's going to be the task I'm going to be doing. And while he was speaking to him, the scripture said he spoke kindly. The word kindly means showing a gentle nature and desire. To help y'all. It's sympathetic. And it's gracious too. Joel said. I feel your pain. And because of that. I'm going to respond. To heal it. And deliver you. From any worries. Any troubles. Commentary. Joseph's promise. To provide for his brothers. And their family. They would continue to be safe with Joseph for the rest of their lives. Many of us believe that God is still angry with us because of the way we live our lives in days of old. But what man has meant for evil, you got to know God will come. And, and, and can return it around. He can turn it around for our good. Certainly, I am a witness myself and participate of the goodness of God. I know what it means to go to prison. Ten years, two months, and three days. I wasn't in there like Joseph for nothing. I had done something. But the truth of the matter, God still gave favor. Why did he put favor on me? Because he never stopped loving me. It mattered not what I'd done. God loved me perfectly, genuinely. He nurtured me. In a place I shouldn't have been nurtured. He cared for me. As though he had genuine love for me. And I reaped the benefit of all God had. Not because of what I'd done. But because of God's love. And his mercy. Can I tell you? I know it to be a fact. God loves you. He cares about you, and he wants to do something special for all of you. For what man has meant for evil towards our lives, I was set up by the devil to do evil. That's how I got in prison. There may be any, many innocent people there, but I was not one of them. But God showed up. And showed out in my life in a place, in a time where I didn't want to be. His anointing was upon me. I worked the field out of 10 years to my three days. Probably been a year out of that whole time. They placed me in the infirmary. 
to work easily. They saw something in me. I don't know what it was. But today I believe with all my heart, they saw God's favor. I believe God sit high and look low. He navigated their mindsets when it came to Kenneth Ford. I believe the devil mind, sometimes God will rattle his cage on because, on because of his kids. I believe there have been times the devil has entered into our lives and worked some havoc, but I know that the victory was always ours simply because God has always had a plan. Listen to this. For what man has meant for evil, our God has always purposed it for good. I got out of prison, spent 10 years in seminary, securing four degrees. I, I just wanted to get out of prison. And God sent me to college. They say, we heard about you. And we are like you to be a part of this school. They say they'll pay for the first year of all my financial burdens. Can I tell you that for 10 years in college, I never paid a cent for any education. God had it all planned. He worked through man for whatever reason. They desire to give me grants that I can stay in that school for the 10 years it took to get my doctorate degree. It was the favor of God. What the devil meant to destroy my life, God turned it around to elevate my life. And today I teach at a college, Southern University, simply because of favor. Today, I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist because of the mercies of God. Today, I still minister the word of God in spite of everything I've been through because of the love of God. Don't tell me what God can't do. I believe it with all my heart, guys. And here's how I close. A but God kind of faith is what we need. All the stuff I went through could have been very heavily against my life had it not been for God. And that's why I say we need or God kind of faith. There are so many times you can tell somebody, but God. There's things that happen to you in your life that the devil orchestrated, but God. There have been some situations that you have been through, some horrible times, but today you're still present. Why? But God. There are things that happen to us that's supposed to destroy us. But God, what man has meant for evil, God meant it for good. It matter not what you have to go through because the outcome is in favor of God. Come on now. It matters not. You may be going through some hardship even right now, but the truth of the matter, do you have? a God kind, a but God kind of faith. Because if God be for you, what could be against you? Saying that he is the almighty. What about you? Do you have a but God kind of faith? Inquiring minds wants to know. What about you? You might be going through right now. Where is your faith? You may be in the midst of the storm today. Who do you believe? Who report you believe? 
We just gave you multiple examples of how God can take something that is meant for evil in your life. God can turn it around and make it work for you. I am what I am today because of what I've been through. I love God today because of what I've been through. Been through some hard times, been through some hard things, but God meant it for my good. That's my story, and I'm sticking to it. What about you? Would you pray with me? Father, right now, in the name of your son, Jesus Christ, there are people that don't know you. There are people that's going through things, God, and they don't know who you are and what you'll do for them. And in the midst of their deepest nightmare, you'll make it their dream come true. God, you love me but not more than you love them. What you've done for me in my life, will you not do for them? I know you will, God. I know you will. And I pray that they understand and believe that what the devil meant for bad, you mean it for our good. For if God be for us, what could be against us? I will keep him, he said, in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on me. Where's your mind today? What are you thinking about right now? Because if you know what I know, you can have joy today in spite of your circumstances simply because God is a God that soul loves and he cares about you. He loves you. Give him a chance and believe God more than you believe what the devil is trying to do. But you got to have a but God kind of faith. Thank you, Lord, for helping us understand that if you be for us, there's nothing that could be against us. We love you. We praise you. We honor you. But most of all, we thank you for caring about a people that should not have been cared for. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Amen. And amen. Be blessed.